All praise and honor to our sovereign God and to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I just want to thank the Presbytery of the James for inviting me to be a part of this most blessed event. And thank you to Joanna and Calvin, my sister and brother in Christ, for inviting me to give you your ordination charge. So much has happened in these past three years. And regardless of all that has challenged us individually or corporately, Joanna and Calvin, you have faithfully stayed the course upon which God has sent you. You studied hard and you achieved the first leg of your pastoral journey by graduating from seminary. And you did it while continuing to provide for your patients, serving as ruling elders at your church, and navigating through the ups and downs of family life. And it feels like only a few months ago that we were in a similar situation because I was with you both when you both stood before the 118th stated meeting of the Presbytery of Eastern Virginia at First Presbyterian Church in Norfolk, Virginia on April 30th, 2019. That is when I was blessed to be one of the two ministers to give you your charge upon you coming under the care of the Presbytery. But once again, I'm blessed to give you your charge as you stand before God and these witnesses as newly ordained ministers of the word and sacrament. And if you've proven anything, it's that you both have been good and faithful servants of the Most High God. And it's only right and fitting that we are here in this place at this time for this sacred purpose. Calvin and Joanna, those who have known you as candidates under care are well aware of your homiletical skills. You are both very gifted preachers. And so allow me to make a reference to our revised common lectionary. I'm sure you both realize how the lectionary has used both the Old and New Testament passages these past several weeks in referring to several call stories. And we read of the call of Jeremiah and the call of Isaiah to be prophets of God. But in Luke, we read of Jesus calling his followers to be disciples. And as we stand here today, both of you would be excellent sermon illustrations of what it means to answer God's call, both as prophets and as God's disciples. Never forget that you have been called to be both. And you are to preach the prophetic word of God while you serve God as God's devoted disciples. And although some may see your call to serve in this church as a two-for-one deal, make sure that you and your congregation understand that you are not coming to Grace Covenant as two ministers, each performing one half of a call. You are two fully qualified individual ministers who are serving this one call together. And you are not coming as two for one, you're coming as a two for two offer. You each possess your own skills, your own personalities, your own shortcomings, and your own idiosyncrasies. 
You're not identical twins. That means that although you may have a common ministry, you are still individuals. Sometimes the two of you will agree and sometimes you will not. And as a married couple, you can fully appreciate that fact. If you don't always agree as husband and wife, don't expect it to be any different as co-pastors. And as parents, we try not to let our children see us argue, but however, even when we do, we make sure that we still let our children see us work through our differences and arrive at some agreeable solution. The same strategy should apply here as co-pastors serving the people of God. A few moments ago, we all witnessed you answering the constitutional questions. I heard both of you respond to the affirmative when you were asked this one question. Will you pray for and seek to serve the people with energy, intelligence, imagination, and love? Too often those who respond to this question fail to have a plan readily available to ensure that they are able to honor their affirmative response to this question. Therefore, I charge you both to do all that is necessary and required to maintain a spirit that allows you to serve the people with energy, intelligence, imagination, and love. In order to do that, you, both of you, must be responsible for your own self-care. Throughout their entire careers as ministers, I'm one statement most pastors will never hear from their members. Pastor, you have really worked hard. You need a break. Why don't you take a few days off to rest and recuperate? You must know when it's time to pull back. You must know when you need to say no, even though you want to please everyone by saying yes. It's also just all right to say, I don't know at this moment, I'll get back to you. When you overexert yourselves, chances are that your stressed out spirit may become contagious. Scripture tells us that even Jesus went out to be by himself to pray and to recuperate in order to listen to God's direction. That meant being away from the crowds and his disciples. Whatever Sabbath day you choose during the week, stick to it and honor it. And be sure that your parishioners honor your Sabbath day as well. Emergencies will always happen at the most inopportune times, even on your Sabbath. They are the exception. And because you're serving together as co-pastors, there's something else that you may not have been told. Sometimes you may need a break from each other. Time apart every now and then keeps not only the romantic spark lit, but it allows for you each to have that necessary time of solitude for spiritual reflection and physical rejuvenation. 
And as a pastor, sometimes you will get tired. And at certain times, you will get stressed. And as a couple, you may not necessarily arrive at these feelings at the same time. And although you may have worked together before in your other life, back then you did not have the same responsibilities or the same stressors. Now you do. When one needs to pull back, the other can take the strain and vice versa. The beauty of it all is that the most single, most single pastors do not have a colleague in such close proximity to notice and to respond to their colleague's spiritual state. And as soulmates, and now as co-pastors, you will have each other's backs. Be aware of each other's feelings. Be honest in sharing them with each other. And be supportive of each other's needs. Remember this too, if everyone likes you, you must be doing something wrong. <laughs> You'll not always agree with your members. You'll not always agree with some of your leadership. Just remember and follow the words of the prophet Isaiah when he said, come, let us reason together. Disagreements are inevitable. They're a part of mutual growth. Regardless, never lose your focus on fulfilling God's call by taking them personally. Sometimes you may be wrong. Sometimes not. Regardless, you are called to serve the people with energy, intelligence, imagination, and love. My final charge to both of you is this. Have fun. Enjoy yourself. Enjoy your ministry. You know, God has given you a tremendous gift, a wonderful opportunity. And you are embarking on a journey that many will never understand, let alone experience. And, and more importantly, you're about to create memories and relationships here that will last you for the rest of your lives. Always remember, God called you. Therefore, God has already equipped you and will never leave you or forsake you. And may God's spirit of love, compassion, and strength remain with you both now and always. Bless.